What's poppin', yo? Let's get into it. Hey, this shit wavy. What's going on? What is poppin'? Hope everyone's having a great day today. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. We're almost done with the new year. We're almost to the new year. Excuse me. Almost there. We're almost there. How's everyone doing? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Hell yeah. Thank you, Fair Girl Australia. Um, so how are we doing? Everyone, where where's everyone watching from right now? Drop it in the chat right now. Drop it in the chat. Where are you watching from? Love to hear where you're watching from. Drop it Drop it in the chat. And if you're watching this after this live stream, drop it in the comments. Let it hear where are you watching from. Okay. Okay. Oh, we got a lot of people. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Come on. Keep dropping them. Where are you watching from? Where where are you representing from? Represent. Um, okay. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Yo, what's up? What's up? What's up? Dabs to you. Herbie Nice the people. Absolutely. Of course. We know that. What's up, bro? North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Montana. Luke, my man, New Orleans, hell yeah, what's up, Jack? Uh, Australia, I love, I love seeing people from Australia watching. I love people seeing, you know, from Ireland watching. Wicklow, Ireland, hell yeah. Chicago, shout out to everyone in Chicago. Missouri, South Carolina, shout out to you, Joey. North Carolina, Vancouver, what's up, Jesse? Riverside, Missouri, Virginia in the house, and Jersey. Okay, sweet. Well. Let's get into it, guys. Let's jump. Let's jump into. Well, what do we got? We got. We're gonna go over a bunch of different lists here. We're gonna talk about some of the craziest stories that happened. Um, that happened in 2021. So we're gonna go over this, and um, we're gonna talk about a little bit about 2022. But we're gonna be talking about some of the insane things that happened this past year. Um, and there was a lot. There was a lot. 100. percent All right. Let's get into it. Okay, so what do we see? What do we see? Let's go like that. Oh, thank you, Fair. Just join the, by the way, all that, that really goes a long way, by the way. Seriously, all the super chats, all the you know, membership stuff. We're going to, we're going to jump into, yeah, I'm going to, 2020, 2022, we're going to have a lot of stuff coming here for, you know, all members and Patreon as well. We're going to have that all uh figured out as well so let's go over this though let's go over some of these stories so we're going to go over a few different lists involving the you know a few different lists that have their different because a lot of people have come out with these different lists saying hey the biggest stories of 2021 either it's like their their most viewed stories or it's just the biggest stories that they think are are there so we're gonna go over it all it's gonna be fun let's do it 
Okay, so let's jump into all of the new states. So there are four more states that have come online now that legalize cannabis for adult use recreationally. Okay, so we got New York, obviously. New York is going to be amazing to see how they, you know, that market, by the way, is massive, right? We've talked about this quite a bit. The New York market in general, I got a lot of homies in New York now. Now, Like I didn't have really that many until until uh, the last couple of years, really, last year or so, you know, just because people reaching out, you know, trying to connect. And, um, you know, so it's uh, it's dope to see. New York's going to be expanding. New York's not going to open up, though, until I think mid-2023, right? That's what we're seeing. Um, you know, they're saying, so while retail sales aren't expected to begin until sometime in 2022, I, I, I people are saying that at the latest, probably 2023, right? New York is a cult at this point. <laughs> I feel, <laughs> I feel that, uh, say it's one of the, one of the greatest cities on earth for sure. A rich cult. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you hundred percent. So, um, it's going to be interesting, right? We saw with New York, though, in general, we saw New York, we saw the debacle happen with the governor, Governor Cuomo. Um, thank God that fucker's, you know, gone, honestly. I, you know, like I said, you know, people that watch me, by the way, they may think that, like, I'm, I'm like, I'm on the right or something. I'm absolutely not. I'm, I'm very far left, actually. It's just, I think that we all need to criticize our own. You know, it's the same idea of, like, self-reflection. Like, let's reflect on ourselves before we criticize others. Let's, re- let's, let's, re- let's reflect on our own party. And I don't even call myself a Democrat anymore at this point because it's so so far out there. But we saw what happened with Governor Cuomo. Governor Cuomo had been stalling because well, the whole thing that happened with Governor Cuomo is Governor Cuomo was trying to be, he was trying to take as much money as possible for you know his 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 uh, you know his say so. He wanted more power. You know when it comes down to you know controlling money, that's where the power is, right? So we see a lot of that. Okay, so yeah, but you know, New York's gonna be—it's gonna be a massive market. We already know that. But let's go into Virginia. So Virginia popped off, right? Virginia lawmakers uh, comp- comprehensive package in March, which plans to legalize possession. So Virginia—they planned until 2024, which is a really, really long time. Okay, 2024 is two—that's I mean, that's what three years from now. Typically, it takes two years to open up a, a, a market. That's what the on average it can be really, really short, or it can be very, very long. But they decided to now shorten it to 2023. When I was out in Vegas, uh, you know, this past uh, this past year, this past October, you know, we saw that you know Vegas had, you know, I saw that Vegas, you know, because everyone comes in from all around, all around the country, all around the world, to MJ Biz, and um, you know, we saw. I, I actually met many different people from Virginia. I've talked to a lot of people from Virginia as well. On, on you know, so Virginia's going to pop off. I know that Virginia, Virginia, has got a lot of some really, really passionate growers, passionate people about this industry. So it's going to be dope to see. So it's great to see that Virginia is really the first, really the first state in the technically the South that is considered. You know, that's going to be legalizing recreationally. So beautiful to see. Beautiful to see. So we got New Mexico coming online. Anybody watching from New Mexico? Anybody watching from New Mexico, let me know because New Mexico is a fascinating market. New Mexico is very similar in style to you can almost you can actually almost compare it a little bit to a New Jersey market, um, or but more so people using compare it to an Oklahoma market, but a recreational style of the Oklahoma medical marijuana market. Why is that? Because you're seeing no caps on uh, licenses. And more so, though, and why do I, why do I say New Jersey? Well, there's 
no caps on micro licenses, right? So the micro licenses, that's a really fascinating that's going to start to develop here. Um, we'll talk more about that here in the coming 2022. But um, it's great to see. And New Mexico, yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see. So we got Connecticut. So in Connecticut, Governor Ned Lamont uh, signed a bill into law to make Connecticut the fourth state to legalize cannabis for adults in 2021. Um, so this will be take effect in... Uh, July 2023 will permit adults to cultivate cannabis at home as well. Or so that's yeah. So that's great. So I'd love to see that. Shout out to Connecticut. Anybody watch from Connecticut? Okay. Shout out to Alabama. We've been talking about Alabama. Alabama, literally, they just legalized medical marijuana. It's been adopted by you know on a bipartisan level. You know, uh, shout out to Shay Garrigan by the way, um, a friend of mine that she's down there that she's been really you know a leader in that sense when it comes to organizing and you know getting stuff done. But it's gonna be great to see how the Alabama market you know starts to play out. We're starting to see like the major, you know, southeastern, you know, the SEC conference, right? Uh, uh, states are starting to develop really, you know, they're starting to develop out. So it's um, it's it's going to be fascinating to see. It's going to be fascinating to see. So shout out to everyone in Alabama. I know Arkansas is another interesting one, but that's for another time. We've talked about Arkansas before. So Louisiana decriminalizes cannabis possession and adds medical flowers. So that's great to see. So Louisiana continues to uh, for cannabis reform in 2021. So. They, they de decriminalized it right in June and they also made it, you know, if you have possession of up to 14 grams of cannabis, it's, it's a hundred dollar fine. Now quick, you know, one thing I learned, I learned this this year, I think early, early this year, you guys want to know the first state to ever legalize medical marijuana. Well, that was technically Louisiana, right? It was a voter initiative. And unfortunately the shitty politicians there, they blocked it from ever getting actually put into a law. But the technically the first state to ever legalize medical marijuana was Louisiana. Obviously, that didn't happen fully on, obviously, because of the politicians. But in the California would take over, you know, as the first state. But fun little fact. But it's great to see Louisiana finally coming into play. So, um, so Schumer. So we've so with federal. Okay, let's talk about federal legalization for twenty twenty one. This story. So twenty twenty one for federal legalization. It's been a lot of talk. You know, what everyone thinks is going to happen. So while it's not clear in 2022 on cannabis reform, lawmakers are likely to consider a handful of landmark bills. One leading candidate is a legislation from Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. So Chuck Schumer is up for election in this coming year in the midterms, right? His seat in New York, um, you know, obviously only two seats in New York or any state really, um, but his seat is up for election. And so that's why we've seen him go really hard in terms of, cannabis right cannabis legalization we've seen chuck schumer everywhere we've seen chuck schumer you know on all these different little you know on different smaller kind of cannabis you know uh, uh you know youtube channels and it's it's been interesting it's been great to see honestly in terms of a politician that understands that this is a major issue and that this is an issue that can potentially play a big part in getting reelected. because at the end of the day all these politicians care about is getting re-elected and that's the case. So we're going to have to see, though, like we've talked about, we've talked about federal legalization so much. You know, it's not it's not really, you know, we, yeah, we're going to have to see. Like I said, I've talked about this last and like the yesterday's uh, little small little news piece. And yeah, so we're going to see we're going to we're going to see probably some in my, you know, I have my one of my best friends. Shout out to my boy Zenzo, like my best friend since I was a little kid. He texted me last night. He's like, 
do you think there'll be federal legalization in 2022? And I, I texted him back. I was like, yeah, there will be. I think there definitely will be. I mean, not definitely. Sorry. Let me scratch that. Let me, let me, let me turn around there. No. I'm talking about there's a very, very, very good chance, I think. And if they fuck this up, well, we've talked about that, right? It's it's going to look bad, very bad on the Democrats. And let's go to the next little uh, point that is made by uh, in this in this article. So GOP lawmakers offer alternative federal legalization plan. So we talked about Representative Nancy Mace, right? So she, you know, she pretty much recently, it was about three, about two months ago, she she proposed a a a full on bill that would do. Uh, very similar things, uh, you know, so it's, this, it's called the States Reform Act. It's kind of like the, there's another bill that's called the States something act. I can't remember exactly. It's kind of similar, but it's very, very similar in terms of what most of these federal legalization bills look like. Now, I would give I got to give credit to Nancy Mace. She really did. Um, you know, she really did put together a full on bill that's pretty comp- comprehensive. And I think, and I, you got to give her credit too, because well, while she's still a freshman, you know, she's it's like her first uh, term as a uh, representative of South Carolina, you know, she realized that you know this is a this is this is a smart move to make. It's not only good for the economy, you know, it's it's not only good for society, the economy. It's good for her. It's good for her party. Um, and, and you know, so we're starting to see more and more Republicans starting to realize the power of legalization. So great to see. Um, okay. So house judiciary committee passes federal legalization bill. We talked about the more act, right? The more act continuously has been passed the last two years on and on and on and on. We need to see some actual, we need to get it. We need to get it into the Senate and it needs to pass. Right. So that's kind of in the whole federal legalization lane of what happened in 2021. Um, and then we obviously see that the cannabis banking reform has continuously failed. I thought there was a really good chance that the that the cannabis banking or safe banking was going to get passed here in this most recent um, uh, national defense bill because, and it would have been passed. It's it's all about how do you keep that you know uh, uh, how do you keep safe banking within that defense bill. You just need to make sure it stays in the bill because we know we live in America. A defense bill is going to get passed. When is it ever not got passed? Ever? Never? Hasn't? So it's all about staying into the bill. And unfortunately, that didn't happen. Um, so some other really good. Uh, so we saw a lot of movement with the psychedelic movement. We're starting to see a lot more people realize the power of psychedelics. And overall, we're starting to have conversations about, um, you know, we're starting to have conversa- like real conversations about why are we keeping drugs illegal? Why are, you know, why, what, what are the benefits of keeping so many of these drugs illegal? And, and when most, dr- like when a lot of drugs have, medicinal benefits in and they could be you know varying some drugs obviously have more medicinal benefits than others but you can't deny psychedelics in terms of you know mdma we're starting to see now with like ptsd uh, therapy and stuff great to see so i love i love to see it and um i hope we can hope we can move more and more towards that 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 you know that path because uh it's important it needs to happen we need to stop this bullshit war on drugs okay okay so let's go into the leafly weirdest stories of 2021 okay let's go into it okay so you guys remember shikari richardson so shikari richardson she unfortunately did not was not able to uh be able you know to to compete in the olympics because she tested positive for thc 
you know, her parent, her mom, her mom had just passed away. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a really sad story, you know, in terms of the potential that she could have had in the Olympics. Now we look at videos, you know, we saw, I think we saw some competitions of her and it wasn't obvious. It was after the fact of the Olympics, but we saw her in some, some other track competitions. And, you know, we did see her against, I mean, she got smoked. I'm not going to lie. So she, no, no pun intended. I know that <laughs> no pun intended at all, but Shakari Richardson, you know, I think that it just shows, I think the movement in general, we're starting to see the NBA, MMA, we're starting to see a lot of different major uh, uh, sports leagues, you know, stop, uh, you know, stop testing for cannabis. It makes no sense, right? The NFL moving that way as well. MLB moving that way as well. Every, every major industry, major, um, uh, major league of, uh, of, of sports is starting to move that way. So, it's great to see. Okay. Now we're talking about, yeah, we're talking about Joe Biden. All right. So let's get into actually. Okay. Let's get, uh, let's get into this. This one is, uh, let's talk about MJ biz, MJ biz con. So I went, I went in 2019 and I went obviously in 2021 this year, right? In October. And um, I'm not gonna lie, Mike. So my first experience ever at MJ Biz was in 2019, and um, you know I'm not gonna lie, it was it was much it was it was a little bit better for me in 2019 than it was in 2021. Um, you know, I think it's you know I kind of for you know I kind of forgot how to really you know set my st- anyway. There's a whole there's a whole reason for that, but we saw a lot of fights happen at MJ Biz, right? We saw a lot of fights happen. People were, you know, not having it. And I think it was, yeah. So let's go over this, guys. Let's go over this little tussle. world star so see dude that's not good to have a first of all first of all let's get let's get let's get this right now it's like the leading cannabis event they in 2019 was the last time they did the event it's 2021 and apparently they hire thugs security guys listen i don't like corporate chats like the next guy but beating them to a pulp is, is no way to do it i don't know what these guys did but i do know security didn't deserve to lay this guy out and knock him out look what's going to happen right now bam bam dude you got bam bam right there you don't want ever Honestly, bro, why the fuck did you make Futurola? And no offense to Futurola, I guess. You know, I, I you know, actually know people there. They're good people, I guess, for the you know, for the most part, like I know. But um, why would you ever make Futurola security shirts? Okay. I guess they weren't expecting obviously this to happen. You know, who would? But um not the best look. You just see a Futurola secu- Futurola security. Not look that good. 
That's honestly, yeah. Bigelow up in your face. Oh, tried to get him, dog. Oh, that's a that's a mean motherfucker, bro. I would have. If this is about a, if this is a, if this is a future trend that's gonna happen at MJ Biz, man. I mean, it, I don't think it will. I think there'll be more security if that happens, if it ha- continues to happen. But um, it's not a good. It's not good. Obviously, it's like kind of dramatic. It's it's interesting to like you know watch, you know to hear about. But it's it's not good for the perception of the industry of the people. This also is just yeah. This shouldn't be doing that. Like what is going on, dude? Why is the guy still hitting him? Listen. We see these guys are probably corporate guys in there. It's not even that. They're just people. They're part of the business. Without these individuals at MJ, listen, without these vendors at MJ BizCon, there is no BizCon. And these security have no business clobbering this guy. This ain't UFC. That ain't Francis. That ain't John Jones. And look, this is a 205-pound heavyweight going against this guy looks like Frankie Edgar over here. You guys, this is horrible. Does anybody know why this started? I think because I think that's the owner. I've heard that that's the owner of like Packwoods or something. Okay, just take this with a grain of salt. This is not for sure. Packwoods, and he came to confront Future Roll or something like that. Like the people there, and I don't really know. And he goes back and he hits the guy again. What the? Look, he hits him again. Bam! Why? Why? What was up with the punches right here? He's clearly on the ground. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, 205. That's dev. Yeah, you're right. Definitely. Come on. That's definitely a 300 pounder. What? Did he think nobody was going to be filming him? Oh, my shit. Hits him again. Damn it. Senior reporter, business insider, covering the cannabis industry. We are updating our statement to reflect that the security scene in the video are not MJ BizCon contractors, but rather retained by a vendor at the show for a celebrity event. MJ BizCon knows an altercation took place on the show floor this afternoon. We are so sad about this disruption to our community. Security took care of the issue. The safety of everyone at the show is our top priority, and we mean to keep it that way. So some people are impersonating. MJ BizCon knows an altercation occurred. Oh, man, this is just, for the cannabis community, this is not a good look, man. So you got this guy over there just, just beating up vendors. And, 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 and people thought he was security. but he's, And you know what the sad thing is? Nobody, you know, they're calling security, but nobody's doing it. Everybody's just watching if it's being on a train in Philadelphia getting raped in broad day, these guys are just manhandling people. Look, and look, they use their big old weight. You know, bullying. I'm not the piss out of you of one punch. I mean, this is, these guys are on a tear, man. Listen, like I said, I don't like Chad's like the next guy, but. Yo, this is like some, reminds me of some like music industry, like some festival at the music industry, like some rapper beefing with another like rapper or something like that. And then like their security just beating the dog shit out of like, out of like the one that's beat. Anyway, it just reminds me of that. This is no way to do it. If security took care of the issue, why post about it? Exactly. Uh, man, it's just, it's just sad. Yeah. 
doesn't matter. You supervising the event should be held accountable. The video speaks volumes on how much further the industry has to go. This video will go all over the net and hurts the credibility of the industry in future shows. It's a shame, but it's evidence work needs to be done in the growing market. Let's go ahead and copy that. Oh man, work does need to be done. I bet it was the Beebs. Yet again, before we leave here today, let's go ahead and pull up this video that Jeremy Burke posted from the Business Cannabis Business Insider page. If you want, go support him here. But this is, here's the video yet again, everybody. Brian, never ever get myself like that, bro. If we ever have any problems, bro, we're not fighting, dog. Anyway, shout out to uh, whoever's channel this is. Video map presents. Interesting, interesting. Well, you know what I got to say, too? One thing I got to say, guys, is... We need to like like personally, dude. Like one thing that I you know, and this happens, I guess, because this is like the nature of MJ Biz. But MJ Biz in general, like it's funny how you don't see any booths with like real growers. Now I, I get why, and it's also like I also saw a point that was made by um somebody. I don't know who it was, but they were like, "Why is MJ Biz in like in October, like Croptober? Why is it when it's like the busiest month of the fucking?" year for growers kind of doesn't make a lot of sense to me personally at like also like like whoever made i can't remember who made that point but it was it was a good it was a great point it's like why why the fuck would they do that makes really little sense to me uh why they pick october i'm sure there are reasons for it and stuff but definitely you know that like yeah because you know, I want to see. I want to see all the different growers out there. Like, like why? Why October? October is like quite literally the worst possible month. Like, like out of all twelve months, right? You are picking the worst month to have growers come out to Vegas. First of all, spend money, all that stuff, right? Like, it, it's tough. It, it's it's does not make a ton of sense to me. Um, so yeah, been having auctions on the. Uh, SHHN and compound genetics are being bid at the most uh, fetching high prices, but you know, it's flame. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been dope. Yeah, it's been crazy to see some of the pricing that's been going on with like the, um, with some of the different seeds and stuff and, and different, different, you know, shout out to compound, obviously though. Um, let's go to some other, Let's go to some other interesting. Hmm. So yeah, those are some those are some weird stories right there. So that's a weird story in terms of. I don't think this is that weird of a story, right? This is not a weird story at all. This is just the truth. What did What did Gucci say? He said, "This ain't a diss song. This is just the truth." <laughs> um, latest poll: fifty four percent of Republicans favor legalization. This ain't weird. This is a great story. We want to see this. We want to see everyone real. You know. Because I, you know, we got a lot of Republicans that are watching this show. We got a lot of Democrats that are watching the show. We got a lot of independents that are watching the show. We got a lot of everything watching this show. And we gotta understand that this is 
I'm so sick and tired of seeing just division, right? I see division everywhere. Division is, you know, while division makes money, division gives you, you know, division, maybe, you know, like, you know, doing divisional things, right? Talking about, you know, oh, like, let's hate the other side. Let's hate our brothers and sisters, right? Let's go hate our neighbors because they're, they're, they're Republican or Democrat. Let's go hate. That is such horseshit. I'm so sick of seeing that shit. Okay. And so that's why I'm saying, and I did, and I did, you know, I did, I've done multiple videos on this. I've talked about this many times, but like cannabis is such a unifying thing. It's somebody said this earlier in the chat. Somebody said this earlier in the chat, right? More like 64%, but okay. Yeah. I I believe it. I believe it's plus 64%. You know, I, I think that cannabis is extremely popular across the board and we just can't let the powers that be try to divide us on the cannabis issue obviously because because this is what this is what happens right democrats and republicans are the exact same party they're the exact same party it's a we have a one-party system it's just an illusion that we don't now we may disagree on some of the like some of the some some of the culture war issues for sure but do we not all agree that we don't like we don't like corporations not paying taxes we don't like the fact that like you and me pay more taxes than jeff bezos i think we can agree on that can we agree that, you know, we want to see, you know, uh, uh, you know, we want to see wages go up. We want to stop seeing, you know, our jobs get shipped out. We want to, we can agree on so many things. And then there's these issues that become wedge issues and they're utilized to get, you know, there, there's, there, there's a handful of issues and these are the culture war issues that are utilized to divide us, right? It's to d- divide and conquer because what's really going on is we're getting robbed. You know, I saw somebody earlier saying, you know, I know, I know. So we saw, I saw somebody earlier in the chat saying, you know, you know, the, the you know, you know, our money's been, you know, our money's been, you know, you know, the been like we've been printing some, we printed so much money this year. It's been ridiculous. And it has been ridiculous. It has been printed way, we've printed way too much money. But do you guys understand how much, how much of that money went to massive corporations that did not need it? A lot. Right? A lot. And, it's a one-party system at the end of the day, okay? It's an illusion of choice. It's the same party. They're controlled by the same people. They're controlled by big oil, big pharma. Um, they're controlled by, you know, a, a number of other, you know, lobby, you know, major lobbying industries, right? It's, it's pretty gross what's happened. Like, we've seen America every year since pretty much 2001, or since pretty much the 90s, but 2001, you know, really, you know, shout out to the Clintons. The Clintons really fucked over the Democratic Party with neoliberalism and, you know, you can make arguments for that. But, yeah, we're starting to see a lot of bullshit. We're starting to see a lot of global corporations taking over and, uh, you know, not paying their fair share of taxes. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. And uh, I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of the division. I'm so sick of it. You know, the fact that you're getting, we're getting to the point now where, you can't even talk to the other side, the other side. No, that's exactly what the people above us want. They want us to be hating each other. Because while we hate each other, while we fight our war against each other, our war against each other, they're making off like bandits, right? They're not paying taxes. They're stealing from us. They're getting, they're getting subsidies from the government. They're controlling the government. And no matter what side you're on, it's working class, working class on the left, working class on the right. 
we're all getting fucked equally. Pretty damn equally. And so it's divide and conquer. And we need to we need to, you know, to anybody out there, tell your friends, tell your friends. Always have that message. Do not let them divide us because division, it's it's exactly keep the people fighting against each other and we'll be able to go steal you know while you guys are fighting we're gonna go rob the bank of your money of all your money we're gonna go rob the bank yeah yeah so it's divide and conquer i couldn't yeah absolutely it is divide and motherfucking conquer it is exactly what it is and it's disgusting and it needs to stop okay um let's jump into which one should we go into next? Let's get into mm, great point. You got just like Medicare for all. 90% of Dems want it, 65% of Republicans want it, but Wall Street doesn't doesn't, so nothing happens. Exactly. Exactly. I don't care what people say, Medicare for all is 100 percent beneficial to you, me, it doesn't matter who, besides the small group of people that have, that own or, you know, are invested within the, you know, major, you know, in, into into the uh, health, you know, health industry. It's gross. It's absolutely gross. And, you know, we literally have a, you know, a, 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 a corporate mafia of middlemen that are just adding on an extra 30% markup. So these are the things we all can agree on. You know, fuck big pharma, right? Fuck all these massive corporations paying zero taxes. Fuck, you know, fuck, you know, the fact that, you know, billionaires can pretty much can control, you know, the legislative, you know, actions that are taken. It's crazy. And it's also such a, it's such a, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna really start to backfire on, on, uh, you know, these different politicians, right? It's gonna, it's gonna backfire heavily. It's gonna backfire on the ruling class. This is how you. This is how you create revolution. You 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 push them so you push the you push the working class so far to a brink of 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 destruction, of falling off, of, of losing everything, and you're gonna push them to like a French Revolution, where y'all are all about to go. You know, it's not it's not gonna be good. It's not gonna be good for anybody. Revolution is not good for anyone ever, but it's necessary if the aristocracy doesn't you know give can give any concessions and they haven't really they really haven't i'm a libertarian i'm friendly to all because i'm stoned exactly i love you know libertarians in terms of like you know i don't necessarily agree with everything but you know the fact is the government should really not be in the business of making stuff illegal the the, the government should never be in the business of making things illegal in my opinion now that now obviously there's certain things you need to make illegal but in terms, in terms of drugs right that's where me and a libertarian we get along super well why is the government involved in making things illegal because at the end of the day if you make it illegal you're going to create havoc you're going to create mayhem we all know it it's happened you know it, it's yeah it's crazy it's crazy 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 stuff okay um let's go into Let's go into let's let's go into the fake packaging. We're gonna talk about this. I'm gonna let me take a I gotta pee like a racehorse right now. We okay. Yeah. This is a throwback from one of my most viewed videos. Um, August first, so it's August first, so this is technically not 2021, but we're gonna talk about how this has played into 
This is how this, is how this is coming to play. And by the way, the baddest lefty, Christy Nome, is not in that 65% of Republicans, apparently. Yeah, we're going to talk about Christy Nome, the worst governor of all time. Um, and I'm obviously being, you know, hyperbolic there, but yeah, we're going to get into Christy Nome. Oh, we're going to talk about Christy. We've talked about her many times. And, uh, yeah, but we're going to go over the fake packaging and how this has played a major, a major part in the illegal market as well as the survival of legal cannabis brands, right? This has kind of provided cover in a lot of ways for massive, you know, for, for legal brands, right? You know, and we'll, and we'll talk about that here in a sec. Let's go. Let's, we're going to watch this. We're going to talk about, you know, the fake packaging. And then and I'm going to go to the bathroom really quick. Well, let's do it. Hey, y'all. My name is LMC. If you are interested in the cannabis industry, then hit that subscribe button down below. I would very much appreciate it. Okay, so um, this is a video that I wasn't really planning on doing, but I just I had to. It was, it was too interesting, and I've talked about this before, um, but as you guys can see behind me, right, I have a little bit of a, you know, did a, did a little bit of shopping. I'm still waiting on a bunch of stuff. That's why it's still, it's going to be different uh, in a few days. But as we can see right here, right, we have a bunch of these bad boys, right? The London Hound Cake. Bye cookies so i just thought this would be a cool background um and you know i ended up buying them right literally ordered them last night on amazon uh ordered them last night at like 3 30 a.m right like i couldn't sleep so i'm getting trying to get some stuff done right so you got these you know bam 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 you know what i find interesting though is got them like I said, about few, like five, six hours ago. And what popped up in the packaging as well was this. This is one of the create. This is one that when I realized that the fake packaging thing was so fucking real, right? Two points, cookies, right? You got so you got. We all know about the fake packaging. We've talked about it, and um, fake packaging has played a really integral role. Like what people made, like so. There's two major roles that it plays. Okay, first role obviously it plays is is it is you know it allows for people to rip you know, their customers off, they get up, you know, we've seen this, you know, for those who haven't watched this video, go check it out. It's one of the, one of the crazier things, like, right. You can literally, so like you can literally order this shit online, right. You can order this on Amazon and it's being sponsored, right. It's literally being sponsored on prime. It's fake, fake packaging. Right. And it says buy cookies, right. It says buy cookies. Watch this, watch this, watch this. This is the funniest part. Right here, let's watch this part. Yeah. Product relevance to your search qu uh, query. Okay, these are sponsored though, right? So that's that's still kind of ambiguous too. They paid for this two words. So let's go, this is double check just to make sure. Okay, so it's, let's go to cookies, right? Let's go, same thing, right? So the same problem. So it's buy cookies. It just goes to Chips Ahoy, 
<laughs> that always killed me. That always fucking, that always, that, I thought that was so funny. I thought that was always so fucking funny. I was like, you motherfuckers. Now, something that this video that I didn't really realize until later on, and I don't really talk too much about this because I don't think, you know, I, I don't really want to, you know, expose that this much of this part, but fake packaging also serves a whole nother major, major utility, right? It also gives cover to a lot of brands that are, you know, trying to survive by any means. If you're a Cali brand and you're getting, you know, you, you really can't make real money. It's very hard to make real money in the cannabis market in California. So you work on two different levels of the market, right? You also are, you know, expanding your brand to other markets where, you know, it's may just be opening up and you don't necessarily, you know, you guys, most, you guys catch my drift. You guys get what I'm saying? It kind of provides cover there. I don't want to talk too much about it because it's, it's an important thing to keep the businesses that, you know, the legacy market growers alive. I was actually having a conversation about this today with my homie. Um, so it's a, it's a major play. So like fake, so while fake packaging is really, really, it's a negative for consumers and, and a lot of, sometimes some of these brands, but it's also a major benefit that's actually keeping a lot of these legacy growers alive in a sense, in terms of, you know, being able to make money, enough money to survive. Um, you guys catch my drift, right? I don't, yeah, we'll, we'll leave it at that. But the fake packaging is, is it's been a real thing forever. And I didn't really realize until I really looked into this more and more that while fake packaging, it's bad for, for sure, for consumers and stuff. And also like, I'm sorry, you got to not trust if your dealer, if your dealer is telling you, yeah, oh, I got the cookies and stuff and all that. Like I got to, you know, like they may do, they may have it, but like, there's a really good chance you don't. So why the fuck are you paying? Don't, don't pay a hundred dollars and eight, you know, whatever it is. Um, but there is also from an industry standpoint, there's a reason why the packaging, the fake packaging is really important. Um, which I didn't really, really realize until you know, later on plays a major, major component in camouflage, right? You guys know what I mean? Camouflage and protecting. So fake packaging, 100% real. Okay. And there's definitely a lot of different utilities to it, but it's also crazy to me though. Like how the fuck is Amazon taking like there? Cause if you, if you ever, if you want to get your, if you want to get your, uh, uh, you know, if you want to get your product, you know, sponsored, you know, you have to obviously pay for it to get it, you know, to get it shown. So it's really wild stuff. Um, the fake packaging in general, it's crazy, crazy stuff. I always find it super, you know, I've always found it super fascinating to me. Also too, like the whole play of like potentially like cannabis brands utilizing fake packaging to kind of, you know, like they create a bunch of fake packaging or, or they, they put listings online of their own packaging to kind of showcase that their brand is popping off. I think that's, you know, it's tricky obviously, and it could definitely blow up in your face and, you know, it's definitely misleading, but Hey, you know, perception is reality, right? Perception is absolutely reality. So yeah, let's not, let's, 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 let's never forget that ever. Okay. Um, what's going on in the chat? How's everyone doing? Where's everyone at? Is anybody, what are you guys smoking on right now? What's everyone smoking on? Cheers, brothers and sisters. Cheers, cheers. Bong ribs. Checked out the doc on Area 420. Super dope. My dad wants to move there now. 
And, you know, I really love what's happening with Area 420. Um, I'm supposed to call Mike actually after this, by the way, but, you know, just be beautiful to see. I really loved working on that project so much because I think it's one of them. I think it's like one of the best, like it's an archetype story almost. It's a story of like showcasing that, you know, cannabis can really help uplift small towns, just like, you know, any product, but cannabis is a positive thing. It's not like a bunch of oil, you know, oil, you know, drills are coming into your, 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 your town and destroying your town pretty much. And you get a payment for it. It's not like Alaska, unfortunately, shout out to Alaska, but, Alaska kind of signed a deal with the devil, right? They all they all get a everyone if you're if you're a if you're a you know a, 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 if you lived in Alaska they usually get you know they get the uh, what was uh, Andrew Yang doing the universal basic income they pretty much got a version of that but they got paid uh, they got paid they made a deal with the devil I would say because the amount of money that they pay they got paid for them getting you know for like Shell and like Exxon Mobil, Mobil getting you know access to the oil there definitely out out outweighs the amount that they're getting paid so y'all know y'all know hey i'm back cereal milk hell yeah smoking on some gushers pk rosin sober as nancy reagan god damn it yo i saw the funniest video low-key talking about nancy you know, this is disrespectful to hell but Nancy Reagan, like, if anybody watches Flagrant 2, it's with Andrew Schultz and uh, Akash Singh, and uh, they talk about Nancy Reagan. It's hilarious, honestly. It's one of the funniest things I've seen. Um, okay, let's get into uh, let's get into that governor, that fucking governor, that crazy, crazy governor. Where's that video at? I got so many fucking videos. It's ridiculous, dude. I've been YouTubing for like a little over now, two years, and I got what, 1,600, 1,700 videos. I'm trying, I'm trying to, if you guys have seen re like recently or somewhat recently, like I've started to stop doing so many news pieces because I'm trying to just, you know, I'm trying to focus a lot more on the documentary style because, you know, I want to put more, you know, there, there's some really crazy stories we got coming here, guys. I'm just telling you right now. Some of these high design stories that are coming, we bought a we bought a we bought a show the real. It's it's crazy. We got some crazy ones. And by the way, anybody out there too that like is oh any anybody that has a dope story or like just anything, if you ever want to contact me, you can you can contact me at uh, let's dot talk dot today at gmail.com, Right um, here, let me just. Let me just write it here in the chat really quick. So anybody wants it, you can also go to my uh, my about page on YouTube. You can you can find my you can always find my email there as well. But for people that aren't that don't want to do that or anything, that is my email. Feel free to send me an email. My friend's a live streamer from Missouri, 10.32 a.m. He teaches people how to grow on budget. Let me know if you'd be interested in room. Yeah, I'm always down. Yeah, let me know. I'm definitely down. Um, you know, one thing that I um, I want to start to do more is I want to start to promote other 
other other content creators. I actually have a video that I I did. Uh, I haven't uploaded it yet. I need to still upload it, but it just shouts out all these different content creators, people that I really enjoy watching because I think we need to stay together because you know if we move as a group in YouTube in, in the YouTube algorithm, it's going to help. It's going to protect us, right? If we stay together, if we if we help collaborate with each other, if we support each other, we shout out each other. It's going to help us in the long run, right? Uh, you know, people, you know, I think there's some people in, in the cannabis media space that are like, oh, like, you know, those, that's my competition and that's, you know, that forth. And um, no, that's actually, you, you, like, people don't realize, like, it's actually going to help us because it normalizes it. It makes, you know, more and more of a dent within the uh, algorithm. So YouTube's going to have to respect it more and more. I got to say too, like 2021, by the way, it's been a, it's been a weird, it's been a crazy weird. It's been a great year in terms of cannabis YouTube pushing forward on, uh, on the platform, right? I finally have started to get paid from ad revenue from YouTube about seven months ago. It's not, it's not much. It's really not much at all. Like I should be getting like literally 90, 99, 98% of most of my videos are, are, uh, uh, you know, are, uh, you know, put on, put on, um, limited ads or it's no ads at all. And it's unfortunate. It's just funny when I see, so when I put out some of these documentaries and they start to do well, it's funny, like the, the algorithm will change it. So it starts to make money on it. It's really slimy, honestly, of, of YouTube, but whatever it's, it's, it's whatever. Thank you, by the way, lucrative UMG. Appreciate that. Appreciate that a lot. Hell yeah. Um, 100 contracts and weed maps. 100 contracts in weed maps 2023 uh, expiration what do you mean by that i'm confused you mean maps yeah yeah i uh yeah it's gonna be interesting to see weed maps i think um by the way the founders of weed maps you know i've been told by many different people i've you know the people that founded weed maps great people i've heard they're really good dudes um, and I also let me and I want to clarify, let me clarify on the weed maps thing, right? Like, let me clarify in terms of the video that I put out, you know, recently that, you know, the, the, the little high design one. Um, that was not, you know, that was that was to obviously tell the story, like the true history of weed maps. But I didn't really highlight that much in that video. Like it, I said, you know, it's kind of ballsy of them. But, you know, people don't understand, like. Weed Maps was like the Craigslist for us. Like, so we had Craigslist in Seattle or Washington, right? And I was like, when I was in high school, we were, we were trapping off that, right? We had, I had, you know, I've done videos on it. We've like, I had ads, menus, delivery, you know, delivery, the whole delivery crew. Um, and it was, it was beautiful. I loved it. I loved it. And so the equivalent for that in Craigslist, like, so we didn't really have Weed Maps up in, in Washington, right? In Seattle, but we did, you know, so, but Weed Maps played a major part in, in you know developing the illegal cannabis market and i said that in that video right i said that in that document that little documentary but what i should have said also is that that's actually a good thing that's a good thing you want to know why because we want we want the illegal market to be healthy in the sense of in, in the sense of this in the sense of this listen to me listen hear me out hear me out I know there's probably many here that are like, you know, listening or, you know, watching. They're like, of course you want, you know, of course you want the legal market healthy. You know, there's a lot of, you know, shout out to all my, my trappers, all my, my traditional market folks. But we want the legal market to 
allow for a you know the, the legacy growers the the traditional market to transfer over into the legal market but there has to be concessions they have to allow for they have to allow they have to lower the barrier to entry right they have to allow for the traditional the legacy to come in and actually operate and not just be made pretty much for the most part controlled by big money corporations because that's really what it is in california people don't really you know it, and so the illegal market, the illegal market is a check. It's 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 a it's a balancing out of what's happening right now in the legal market. So and the beauty of the beauty about this whole thing too is that the illegal market, the illegal market is literally it, it, it's it's holding it's holding it's, it's gonna hold them to the fire. Like they're never gonna get rid of the illegal market until the legal market becomes okay. Well, they could get rid of the illegal market. They have they have to drop the prices down really, really low, but that they're not gonna let that happen, probably. Anyways, it's just a fascinating thing. Like the illegal market is really a check on power. It, it's it's this is what this is what happens when the government makes things illegal, or when the government you know legalizes something, right? They have to be ten times better than the illegal market, or they're not going to be able to compete with the illegal market. And the Cali market's not been not even close to like you know competing with the with the legal market in Cali. There's way better weed in in the in the legal market. So. You know, you could argue that. Now, there's also fireweed in the legal market too. It's starting to shift. It's slowly starting to shift. But if you look at, like, for example, my my state of Washington, my city of Seattle, the illegal market's done. You want to know what you want to know what pounds are going for? Like top shelf pounds are going for on the street now, like 2,500, 2,700. I I wasn't even I wasn't even alive when when those numbers were around, bro. Like when I really came into like the like like into like pretty much middle school, high school, like like end of middle school, like. The pound, like the price of the like like top shelf pound was around like the the two thousand maybe twenty four max twenty two twenty three and then it went down and down and down and down and down the pricing the pricing went down, you know, by the end you know by the end of like for example my high school year in the high school we were getting like what well, we're getting like top shelf for you know I go buy like a twenty pack we get top shelf for like thirteen fifty you know it depends there's kind of more selling weed but anyway I love the fact that. Personally, I know people may hate it. The illegal market is a check on, on power, and so I love to see it personally. And uh, you know, there are there also obviously are downsides to the illegal market in terms of no testing and stuff like that. But it's uh, it's an important aspect to this whole this whole thing. Yeah, no, I believe in I believe in uh, weed maps too, and yeah, go back to the weed maps thing. Like, weed maps was um, weed maps was really. I, I I definitely believe in them. If they can if they can really make this whole thing happen, and by the way, for people that haven't watched my my high design documentary that just came out on, um, it's right here. It's in the high design playlist. It's um, you can watch it right. So it's right here. So one segment. So the if they can make if they can make this happen in terms of the app becomes the app for the social media for the cannabis industry 
And then you also have the tie-in of Weed Maps and like the services that Weed Maps offers. I mean, it's really, it's going to be really powerful. Now, that's not to discount all of the other major ordering platforms that are coming out now, like in terms of like the Dutchies, Leaf Links and stuff. But I think it's going to be really hard long-term to compete with that, right? Instagram and Facebook, if we look at what the history of Instagram and Facebook, Instagram and Facebook, they uh, they implemented marketplaces. They implemented people for the ability to consume content and then, or even YouTube. I wish I had that. I wish I was able to have my products list down below on YouTube, but man, I, fuck YouTube. Anyway, I don't want to go down on a tangent, but the ability to create content and then have products be sold right below or right after you watch the video. That's very, very powerful. Very powerful. Okay. So it's going to be great to see. I'm, I'm excited to see what happened with Weed. And, you know, and I, and I, and I forgot about the whole story that happened with how Burner came out with this whole app. Uh, initially, this happened what like last year, early. I can't remember exactly the dates, but he tried to do you know the Social Club app, and then it was doing really, really well. So it showed a lot of promise. But the design of the app, there wasn't enough infrastructure there to protect it from all of the stuff that was going to get it kicked off of the Apple store. And, you know, people, you know, like when we, and I talk about in this documentary, and like I said, go watch this documentary if you haven't. Um, could be I was, uh, unfortunately, God, I can't stand YouTube suppression, honestly. It's just, it's, it makes me so mad. But unfortunately, it was uh, age-restricted. And they say that, oh, like we only just, you know, we only age restricted, you know, we don't suppress it at all. They, they 100% suppress it. But anyways, go, go back to this though. So, you know, the whole social club app, there was like 200,000 different people that came on it in one day or something. It probably was set up like, like who knows who it was. It could have been really anyone. I think though, it could have been from an Instagram. It could have been from a major social media. If it starts to pick up, if it was number, because it was number five in the app store uh, in the US, right? Um, it was doing super well. So it's got the potential. And so that's why, so I, so I had uploaded an, an, a different version of this documentary a day or two before, and I had left that part out. And so that's why I took that down and then I, you know, edited, added those parts and re-uploaded because it's a net, it's a really important component to the whole story. And shout out to whoever on Discord. I can't remember the name of the the person on Discord that was like who brought it up to me. They're like, "Why did you miss this?" Shout out to you, by the way. You really, I, I was, I'm glad that I, even though like, even though this video is suppressed way more than the other one and it's not doing as well, I, I need to have the truth out there. We all about the truth. We want to put that out. It doesn't matter. We're, we're not gonna, we're not gonna sacrifice the truth and my credibility for views come on we're not doing that um what do we got what do we got i just said the music uh expo ironically in 2007 yeah i've heard really good things about justin specifically justin i've heard great things about um uh, one of the one of the founders Montana gets recreational January 1st. Yeah, congrats to yeah, Montana. It's it's dope to see what's going on in Montana. Um shout out to shout out to my homie Provisional Stoner. She's uh she's out there, I believe, and um, you know, doing her thing. And uh, you know, shout out to her. I love Montana. Montana's a dope state. Dope, dope state. And I also love to like Montana's an interesting market in the sense where, you know, they uh they put a you know, they put a uh 
you know, you have, they put a residency requirement, I, I believe. I don't know if they upturned that or not, but I'm pretty sure it's still there. You have to be kind of resident. So it's going to stop a lot of the major, not, not completely stop them, but it's going to stop a lot of these massive MSOs coming in and, and, and taking up the market. So, yeah. Yep, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. And that's the thing, guys. This is the thing about the thing about the traditional market. You know, and personally, dude, you know, I, I had this always I always ask this question. I'm like, I'm sure many of you that watch, yeah, I'm talk, I'm sure I've, I've talked about this in some of the live streams, but let me let me know in the chat. Okay, like let's do let's do a poll here. Let's do a little poll here in the chat. What market is slimier? What market is slimier in the sense of what market can you lose the most amount of money getting fucked over in the legal market or the illegal market? Now, I know you can you can definitely lose a lot of money in both. But in your opinion, what's what's slimier, the illegal market or the legal market? Let me know. What, what's, what does everyone think in the chat? If you had to say, what is this? What, what is slimier? What is what is what is the slimiest market out of the two? The legal or the illegal? I need to pull. I wish I, I wish I could pull this. Yeah. Okay. We got legal. I would. Yeah. We're gonna. We're gonna. Yes. I would agree. Legal for sure. I would agree too. Um. Now people might say, you know, people might say, oh, it's illegal. You know, uh, you know, the illegal market's definitely like, you know, definitely way slimier, all that. And and I could see why people would assume that, but you gotta understand that I've seen people in the legal market. I've seen people in the legal market lose like nothing, like 300K, 500K, millions of dollars to con men, to different, different people. The thing about the thing about the illegal market, the thing about the illegal market is that there's a little bit more honor among thieves in that sense, right? The thing about the illegal market is if you fuck up, if you do some shit like that, there are consequences, real consequences. In the legal market, what you're going to go into a lot a lawsuit. In the lawsuits, that th those are consequences for sure. Those are real consequences, absolutely. But there's a lot more checks and like there's a lot more respect in the illegal market because I mean, if yeah, if you do some fuck shit, you might get smoked. Like you know, there's a lot more. There's a lot more. Yeah, a lot more there. So. I know motherfuckers that I, I like I've seen I've seen people lose so much money in the legal market. And when it comes to like, you know, people hitting licks and like all that stuff in the illegal market, I don't I see a you know, I, I see I don't really see a lot of court litigation over there. I see a lot more of, you know, serious shit happening. So uh but that's where we, that's, but you're right though. We do want to move away from that. We want to move into a, you know, a legal market. That's the long term. We need to move into a more, you know, honorable thing. But early on in these markets, man, there's some, there are literally like, I need to, okay, I want to do a video. I'm going to do, okay, I'm definitely going to do a video here in 2022. I know of like two to three of these people that are like real deal con men, like con men in the canvas industry that, that go all over the country. Like they're literally grifters. Like 
you know, people say grifting, you know, oh, he's a grifter, like as a saying, no, like there's a whole, I think it's called grifting, right? It's like grifting. It's a whole thing. Like they go around, like they just hustle people around the country, right? There are people out there for cannabis. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, I'm going to, I have one though. I'm going to do a video on who's, who needs who honestly needs to get exposed. I'm not into exposing people and stuff like that, but this dude, dude needs to get exposed. This dude is a fucking absolute piece of shit, honestly. Great way to put it. This is probably the best way to put it. This is much more articulate than than myself. Okay, slime is is, is generally more allowable in the legal market. A legal slime, it gets dealt with. Absolutely, that's exactly what it is. You got a lot more respect. Like if you ever go to a gun range, you ever go to a gun range? There's a lot of respect in these gun ranges. I'm telling you, everyone respects everyone. We're all you know. Everyone's pretty nice to each other. You're not gonna be talking shit to your neighbor. You're not gonna be talking shit to some somebody you you know. It's not like you're at the bar. You're about to get in a fight. No, no, no. We're very, hello, sir. I, I mean, I'm using I'm using ma'am and sir when I'm at the fucking gun range, right? I'm I'm uh, I'm, I'm being polite, right? That's 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 kind of more the element of the illegal market of the illegal market a little bit more. Now that's not to say though that the thing, but the big thing about the illegal market that's different is the illegal market does bring in more people that are like more hit boys and stuff people that are gonna like try to come in and like steal your shit because what you're gonna go you're gonna go you're gonna go report them to the cops you're gonna go to the cops about your illegal drugs like no so that so there is there, there's trade-offs right there's trade-offs for sure um yeah definitely illegal my brother knew a kid who died yeah bro i've had i have literally about least a few different friends three to four probably all have been murdered yeah there it's you know so there's and there's a lot more checks in that sense right like like so slime in the sense of there are serious like life-threatening situations that can happen in the legal market but there's a lot less so of people getting destroyed financially so i guess it's it's how you define the sliminess i guess that's really where it is i think right that's what we're kind of talking about you know, and at the end of the day, and while, you know, while it is shitty to see people lose their money and stuff, it is, it is better than seeing people get murdered for that. Okay. It, obviously. Gotta make that clear. Great point. You have to know good people that deal. Integrity still exists. Just stay off those blocks. Absolutely. Great point. Great, great point. Spot on. Okay. All right. Let's get into Christy Gnome. Let's get into Christy Gnome. Where the... There she is. There she is. This woman is a... This woman is a absolute hack. Uh, absolute hack. Hey y'all, my name is LMC. If you are new to the channel, then hit that subscribe button down below. I would very much appreciate it. I cover all things cannabis, especially as of right now, covering a lot of the cannabis legalization. Um, and, you know, we did an entire sweep, right? In terms of the cannabis legalization movement, I mean, every single measure passed. It was amazing. Uh, it was filled with joy. 
I know, you know, I did, I've been doing a lot of, uh, I did a couple uh, live streams recently and, you know, we were all, everyone in that live stream, we, we were all hyped. So um, that's great to see. Anyway, we're going to talk about South Dakota in this segment. We're going to talk about uh, Governor Christy Nome, who is a staunch uh, anti-cannabis, um, almost activist, maybe. Right. Man, it's so weird. By the way, this is the I think it's the last live stream I'm doing in this location here. So, next live stream you guys see, I'll be in a completely different place. It's gonna be dope. Um, more news to that to come. But let's keep going. Staunch anti-cannabis activist. Uh, but the people voted, and the people decided. Um. Okay, so Christy, no, no, Christy, no, right. Christy, you're. I was personally opposed to these measures and firmly believe they're the wrong choice for South Dakota's communities. Governor Christy, no, Republican, told the Argus leader, "Quote: We need to be finding ways to strengthen our families, and I think we're taking a step backward in that effort." No, Christy, no, Christy, you're ignorant. You are being dumb. Okay, because first of all, South Dakota has some of the strictest uh, and and most the, the harshest cannabis penalties or you know penalties for you know uh, cannabis or they used to now now it's been decriminalized and fauna. she's she thinks that there's no medical benefits to it and that's come on that is ignorance that's ignorance I'm sorry that is ignorant it's, you know it I know it we all know it right. She and if you look at the statistics, right? man, past me was a little bit nicer, bro. Fuck Christy Nome, yo, fuck that governor. I'm gonna exercise my my first my first amendment right to right to free speech, bro. Fuck that governor. Excuse my language, but that bitch is so fucking dumb when it comes to cannabis. Like a reincarnation of fucking Nancy Reagan, except. Honestly, Christy Nome's a little bit hotter. But anyway, point being, though, it's just Christy Nome, crazy, crazy, crazy. So in review, let's – Christy Nome, right? So South Dakota, shout out to anybody who watched from South Dakota. South Dakota is, you know, the first state ever to legalize both medical and recreational at the same time ever, right? So obviously the people, right, they love – they love cannabis. And I've had I've talked to a lot of people from South Dakota, you know, after this whole story came out. And Christy Nome, right? What she did, what she did this year is she literally and right off the bat, she was anti-cannabis from the jump, right? Obviously. And then she did all these different things. She used taxpayer money to fund a pretty much a, a you know, fund a private court case that was supposed to like, like a legal battle that was supposed to happen that should not have been funded by taxpayer money to go stop this initiative because it passed i think i think medical passed with like 60 like like 70 something percent 68 percent or something like that i can't remember the exact number and then i think i think recreationally passed like by like 54 or something like that 54 percent and so she tried to she rail she, she railroaded you know she, she pretty much stopped recreationally from happening and then she tried to go at medical as well like i said in this video here in, in you know in the one i did in the past right christy gnome has 
been she she literally is like, oh, there's no medicinal benefits whatsoever to cannabis. And you know what's happening? You know what's funny? Christy Nome has started to backpedal more and more and more because she realizes how many people are about to come, you know, that, that were coming at her. I did at least I did at least what I did at least like seven videos on Christy Nome. Like at least, like or like no, at least like four or five. Bro, Christy Nome is in terms of the, the war on drugs in terms of cannabis prohibitionist, you know, she's a, she's a prohibitionist, right? She's, she's like, she could be one of the poster childs of this poster, you know, poster politicians of this. Okay. We do not, we do not fuck with people like Christy Nome. Okay. I don't give a fuck about her other, her other policies. I, you know, I know she's, a, she's a Republican, all that. I, I'm not even talking about, but this is what we got to do. Anybody that's against cannabis, anybody that's a prohibitionist like this, that's 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 you know spewing all of this disgusting stuff. That's oh, let's keep the war on drugs going. Let's uh let's keep putting people in jail, right? She says in this, she says in this, uh, she says right here in this quote. If you guys can see in the video, she goes, uh, in the, in this uh in the the video within a video within a article, uh, she says we need to find ways to strengthen our families. Do you want to know what happens? You want to know a great way to destroy a family? You put somebody in jail, you put a father in prison for selling cannabis to feed their family. That's what destroys a family. That's how you just, that's how you, that's how you destroy families. That's not how you, you know, so a lot of bullshit. And, and I think Christy Nome, she's walked, like I said, she's over the, over the, over the past, like, you know, over this past year, she's walked it back a lot more. She literally said in a video, she goes in a video and I can't remember where this video is or where the, uh, uh, all right, let's look it up actually, because this is this is worth it. This is worth it. Christine Ohm says there are medical benefits. Let's, let's get let's get over this. Okay. okay, so right here. Okay, so this is such a this is this is the quintessential polit politician move. Slimy as all get out. Slimy as slime slime. Right. And not not in the good slime. You know, when I see my homie sometimes, like, what's popping slime? You know, we say that, you know, this is the bad slime. This is the bad slime. This is the disgusting shit that we have to deal with. So so like I said, she she literally says she's she's for years said that she thinks that there's no medical benefits to to medical marijuana. Right. And she's walked it back because will take effect on July of, 1st, yeah. legalizing medical marijuana in South Dakota. But the state still has until the end of October to get the framework in place to begin issuing medical marijuana cards by November 18th. Tonight, we have team looking at where the state is at just oh, one yeah. week away from when IM26 becomes law. Kevlar's Bridget Bennett just returned from Pierre after interviewing Governor Nome on the implementation of medical marijuana. Bridget, where does the state stand on meeting the deadlines? Yeah, Governor Christy Nome says the state's medical cannabis program will be ready by the deadlines listed in IM26, a message she's sending South Dakotans in an ongoing ad campaign. I can assure them that we are working hard to streamline the process. It's a very different message from the commercial she aired before the November 3rd election, campaigning against the effort to legalize medical marijuana in the state. I'm urging all South Dakotans to vote no on legalizing marijuana this November. I think there's been people that have misconstrued my position. I think there's been people that have misconstrued. Shut the fuck up. What are you talking about? This is one oh. This is modern day. American politics 101. 
I'm gonna lie a week, you know, I'm gonna lie to I'm gonna lie today and then I'm gonna, you know, contradict myself a few months later because I can't stand these people. Medical marijuana. For years I've said I supported mar medical marijuana. Saying that you supported <laughs> medical marijuana in the past. I think <laughs> sociopath. Okay. I you know, I'm no I'm no doctor. I you know I'm not the best, you know, I I don't, you know, I, I know somewhat of what a sociopath, but that's come on. That's why I say most politicians are kind of sociopaths, right? Some, some even psychopaths, right? Like, I don't know what people have mis people have misconstrued. What I've been saying for years, like, you know, I've been, I've been for medical marijuana for years. No, you fucking haven't. Bro. Yeah. That's hard for some people who are this patients who are looking forward to this. When like she literally was saying at this point, And I think, I think once she started to realize the, the magnitude of what she was trying to, what she was trying to do to get to stop medical marijuana from, from actually being enacted. But if you stop medical marijuana, this is what you're saying. This is what you're saying. You're saying, hey, those kids with epilepsy, the kids with epilepsy, the kids with, you know, many different life-threatening medical, uh, 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 you know, problems, you can't use this life-saving plant or this, you know, pain-mitigating plant to help you, right? If you, if you, oh, if you, if you, if you have seizures, if you have epilepsy, oh, fuck you. Oh, if if uh, if you if you have a if you have a tumor too big in your head to operate on and you need to shrink it, fuck you. It, disgusting, guys. Disgusting. Okay, so like I said, Christy Nome, I can't stand this woman. I can't stand this woman. You campaigned against I am twenty six. Yes, I specifically campaigned against the fact that I didn't think that marijuana made anybody smarter. But, but Governor Nome says she supports qualified. Bro, you dumb ass bitch, bro. I'm sorry. Excuse my language. I don't like to be talking about like that with a woman, but I didn't think marijuana made me smarter. No fucking shit did it make people smarter. It actually, you know, I actually disagree. I think it actually can make people smarter. And why do I why, why do I say that? Well, I think people. I think if I think when you smoke cannabis, I think it's a mind altering substance, right? It can bring you into a new kind of mindset where you can kind of observe your sober self in a new light. You know, I, I don't know. Some people are like this. Some people aren't. I know I've heard from a lot of people that this is the case for them. Personally, for me, when I get, you know, there's certain times where I, when I get high, like I get kind of self-reflective. So actually, you know, kind of does make you kind of smarter in a sense, maybe potentially. Find patients having medical marijuana as an option. I think that that is something we take seriously and want to give them access to, but I want to do it in a way that is responsible. While she opposed IM26, Governor Nome said she would support the legalization of medical marijuana on a federal level if it gets FDA approval. The regulatory process that the FDA has, uh, make sure that you're getting the potency as it's labeled. That Despite her belief that this should be done by a different forever. channel, the governor says she is committed to carrying out the will of nearly 70% of South Dakota voters. And I think that that is something we take seriously and want to give them. 70%. Yo, this governor literally for multiple months was like, hey, yeah, you know, no, we're not going to, we're going to, we're going to do everything in our power. We're going to use your taxpayer money to, to stop your will because it's the will of the people. Right. They like we're not even talking about recreational. Like she already got rid of she got rid of recreational, even though it was voted on. And she was trying to get rid of med medical, and then she realized the pushback. And then she's probably started to get the calls from these moms, these these fathers. They're like, My fucking kid is having fucking seizures, and you're trying to tell me that I can't give them medicine. 
quintessential politician right here. Absolute fraud, absolute hypocrite, has no principles. This happens on every both sides, Republican, Democrat, all that. Yeah. Christy Noem, definitely top five worst governors of all time. Access to, but I want to do it in a way that is responsible. In our nearly half hour interview on legalizing marijuana in South Dakota, Governor Noem also addressed the timeline of the state's implementation of IM26, along with her thoughts on the future of recreational marijuana in South Dakota. We'll have those stories coming up tonight on Keloland News at 6. Thank God most Republican governors are starting to come around to this in, in, in the sense of they're not at least being prohibitionists, right? They're not being, you know, there are some definitely out there for sure. But uh, yeah, you know, she needs to smoke a doobie. Yeah, that's a, that's a complete 180. That's what we call a complete 180 for sure. That's what we call a typical politician, right? I'm not sure, but I believe you can not retain your Second Amendment rights if you are. So uh, that's a yeah, that's a that's a rule that happens that that's been in a lot of medical marijuana markets where if you get a medical cannabis license, then you actually cannot, you know, access your Second Amendment right. And personally, that's obviously I think that's bullshit. That's that's wait, what if you drink alcohol, you can't have a gun, you can't own a gun. Fuck, fuck out of here. I mean, I know it's medical, so it's a little bit different. It's not like recreational, like, like in terms of alcohol, but. Yeah, that happened. That happened in uh, that happened in uh, Washington State, where I'm from. That's the same kind of bullshit rule, and it's it's bullshit. It, it's 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 stupid. It's 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 a it's a little small little kind of like you know little fuck you to medical patients. <laughs> like what? So if you get prescribed oxycotton, you can't own a gun. Is that what we're saying here? Is that is that what we're trying to say? Oh, okay. No, we're not. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dumb as shit, by the way. Fucking bullshit. I can't stand Christy Gnome, dude. Yep. She used Highway Patrol and the Rapid City Sheriff to bring the lawsuit. She literally used... And then you want to know who ruled on the lawsuit? You guys want to know who the judge was on the lawsuit that she had pretty much paid for by taxpayer money, paid for the for the Highway Patrol and the Rapid City Sheriff to, to bring this lawsuit by? It was the... It was literally the only judge that she was actually she had appointed. So the judge that had appointed had been appointed by Christy Nome was the one who enacted that. There should be fucking recreational cannabis happening right now in South Dakota. Hmm. Yeah, it was crazy, bro. It's fucking crazy. Oh, never mind. Sorry, not the only one. Three out of the four. Excuse me. Thank you for that. Three out of the four South Dakota Supreme Court judges were appointed by Christy. Crusty, <laughs> crusty. Oh uh, no, yeah, man. So, I hope I hope all politicians understand. This is not the community. This is not the issue. This is not the plant to be fucking with. Okay, it really isn't. Either have the entire cannabis quote unquote army come against you. Or have it, you know, have it be, have have them embrace you, have us embrace you, because we'll embrace you. But man, shit like that, dude, shit like that, bro, it just grinds my fucking gears, dude. Grinds my fucking gears, absolutely, man. This shit's it's disgusting, bro. It's absolutely disgusting. So, Christy, no, we'll have to see how she does in the rest of uh, you know, 
I don't know if she's up when she's when is she up for election? I think it was was it kind of recent? I can't remember. Cannot remember when that was. Um, okay, let's go over. Let's go over a couple more stories. Let's go over. Let's go over this. In this video, I'm going to show you how I'm. Now there's 122 cases of exposure. You got some, a few different. So, but this is in uh, New York Times. So, but we're just going to talk about this briefly. It's going to be a quick segment. But so, the title is Big Candy is Angry. As more states legalize recreational cannabis, Wrigley and others are suing over lookalike THC treats. They're protecting their brands and also they argue your kids. Okay. So, what are, what are some of the, like, the main kind of situations that have come up uh, as of recently? Well, we've talked about, or we haven't talked about this, but um, you know, what came out recently is that Skittles, Skittles, right, with the Z. Uh, is getting sued by Skittles, right? Now, there's a number of other lawsuits that are going on, whether it's nerds, the nerds rope, right? So, but there's a ton of overlap here when we talk about, uh, you know, candy and cannabis, right? A lot of the strains, a lot of it, and then also obviously the edibles, right? So whether it's a strain name or... Really quick, great point. By the way, shout out to Badass Lefty. Shout out to all my South Dakotan folks. You guys really... The whole thing that happened with Christy Nome is is absolutely such a such a tragedy. So hopefully, you know, recreationally we'll get you know recreational cannabis will get passed eventually. But crazy, crazy stuff. All right, let's. So obviously, as you guys can see in this video that we're going over right now here, we're talking about the the lawsuit that happened between Skittles and Skittles, right? So obviously, the famous cannabis strain Skittles, right, with a Z, was being sued by Skittles, right? Now, the thing about naming cannabis strains is a lot of times cannabis strains are named after like really, really tasty treats, right? You know, cookies, cannabis. Think about that. Cookies, you know, biscotti, gelato. Like we can keep going on and on and on, right? You guys get what I'm saying? Now, while some of those are just like general, just types of desserts and stuff like that, so they're not going to be in, 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 you know, legal liability. There are those the, there are those strains out there that have the names like Skittle like like they're literally ripoffs pretty much of the name Skittle like you know because those are major you know those candies have been around forever in the U.S. and they're associated with this amazing flavor and, and, and all that right but we're gonna probably see a little bit of a rise in this this this, this happen right where lawsuits like this are gonna happen I'm 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 fascinated to see what's gonna happen with runs in the future like runs right that's a that's a candy that's the name of the candy right like. That's what it's from, right? Now, maybe you can make an argument like runs, like, like, you know, you little runt, like, you know, like the, you goddamn runt, like, you know, some old, some old person talk or something. But typically what we think about when we talk about runs, we talk about the candy, right? So it'll be interesting to see what happens with runs and, and, and that, but let's, let's keep going on this. Though. Actual edible that's like, you know, based off this, whether we see this, see, so Skittles, um, now Skittles is different. Hell yeah, that's a little different. Uh, that's like, you know, but look. So right now there's 122 cases of exposure, uh, exposure, 
uh, for THC for children under five in Washington State. Hey, man. And, you know, it's it's going to be fascinating to see. Like, we're going to see a lot of these candy companies. We're going to see a lot of these companies that have, because as cannabis gets bigger, it's going to start to affect these these other companies from other industries a lot more. So we're going to see more lawsuits. And there's also more money involved in the cannabis industry. So the more money a company gets, like a cannabis company gets from, you know, selling brands that have, um, the brands that have Skittles, you know, or like, like names like that, the more likely we're going to see lawsuits. So we're going to see that definitely rise. And, and so it, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be fascinating. Um, and so badass Luffy says, I found you looking for news about it. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and this, and this kind of leads me to like, you know, I, I don't, I, you know, in terms of like YouTube, like YouTube suppresses, like it, if you're a cannabis YouTuber, I mean, anybody watching that's a cannabis YouTuber, if there's anyone out there, you guys know, y'all know this shit is like, you're trying to literally carry, like uh, you're trying to push a boulder up a fucking hill, except you have one or sometimes two hands tied behind your back. Like, you don't really do cannabis content to make money. Okay. You do it because, you know, whatever, whatever reason you have. The reasons I personally have is I love, I love this plant. I love this community. And I think that there's a serious problem, obviously, with the war on drugs, right? And cannabis is kind of spearheading this, this, this whole movement of, you know, cannabis is leading the way in the sense of like, why, like, you know, in, in the sense of, legalization and that there are many you know a lot of these drugs that have been made illegal have plenty of medicinal products medicinal uh, attributes to it and, and and also just the war on drugs right like i'm a huge i you know i can't stand the war on drugs. the war on drugs is one of the worst things that ever happened in this country right the war on drugs is a continuation of the military industrial complex waging war on us the people rather than a foreign country so it's uh, it's great to see. It's also like crazy to me though too. Like, I put, you know, and and I'm and I'm figuring out more and more how to you know fit you know how to how to finesse the system so I can kind of you know dip dive dodge all these fucking you know algorithm the algorithm suppressing us, but it's still so hard. Like, and by the way, so that's what I'm saying. I can't thank you guys enough for like supporting me. I can't thank you guys enough for sharing these videos, for telling your friends for hitting the like button, all that stuff really, really goes a long way. Like it really does, especially when it comes to cannabis. And, and that's also why I got to say is like, as you know, for cannabis companies, like we need to stick together or for, for, for cannabis media, right? For cannabis media, like creators or media companies, like we need to all help each other. Like while you may think that there's competition and like, it's going to hurt you to help your, I would say 99% of the time, it's going to help everyone and not hurt you. It's going to, you know, maybe there's that 1% where it does, but for the most part, like, you know, we should, we should support each other. Like it's, it's, it's important too, because it's really, it's only going to benefit us all long-term. Like I said, we're seeing some major changes happen in YouTube. You know, like I said this earlier in the stream, we're seeing some changes happen in YouTube where they're, they've eased up on cannabis a little bit where like I can now finally start to get a little bit of ad revenue money, not much, but a little bit. And, and it's a start. It's a start. Right. And, um, you know, it's, it's great to see, you know, I, I'm, and I got to say so much, so much, I got so much respect for all of the people that came before me, not only in the illegal market, you know, there's many different ways I could, you know, say that, like 
whether the people that came before me in the traditional market that made those sacrifices so that we have legal cannabis now today in, in you know, like, I, you know, like I, I like they, they legalized cannabis when I was a, what, a junior in high school and they had like voted on it. It hadn't fully come into effect, but the medical market was popping off and like I was, you know, I'm 25, right? I'm, I was pretty spoiled. I was a pretty spoiled person in terms of, in terms of cannabis, right? Like the the folks that were you know doing this shit 10, 15, 20 years ago, I mean they had they were afraid like you know if they got caught with like a couple grams or if they got caught with a couple plants, right? They're getting thrown in jail. So, you know, a lot of sacrifice, right? And, and there's also the sacrifice too in that sense of the people that were on YouTube, the cannabis YouTubers that were on YouTube, built up audiences, and then they got everything deleted. They got everything taken from them. So, you know, I got so much respect for those people. The people that came before us because we would not we would we would not be where we are without them obviously so very important right, let's go should i support recreational market which market are you in i would say for the most part support the recreational market unless the rec, rec unless the recreational market is doing some fuck shit like what's happening in california that's in my opinion if it was indica sativa etc now everybody claims they made up these great strains that had existed for centuries yeah that's a great that's a great great point that's a great that's a great question i mean i'm very curious about that it's barry white and it's very white that's a you know well you know what's funny happened right like like Except grow boss. Okay. So burners. You know, what's funny though. So when you talk about this though, like in terms of the, the Barry white thing, like, you know, the whole Gary Payton, right. The Gary Payton strain. Right. Um, funny how like this whole thing happened. Right. So I think there's an interview where he talks about it. Okay, so how did let's let's, let's get into that because uh, that's the new weed that's uh, that's coming up. That's actually Gary Payton, though. Dude, the randomest shit happened, bro. Shout out to okay. Gary Payton. When you when you plant seeds, you number them. Mm -hmm. Seed one through three hundred, or one through twenty, right. one through eighty. Well, we did about I think only like fifteen strands, or fifteen seeds on this phenol hunt, and the number twenty was just popping. And my boy powers up naturally. Just started calling it that GP, that Payton. Well, his sons followed me, I guess. And so just in the few times that we mentioned it online, some people in Oakland started bootlegging it. Okay, Burns about to pop off to Gary Payton. They made fake baggies and everything. So his sons hit him, I believe, then told him there's bags floating around. He thought we were the ones putting out the fake bags. And so when I got with him, he hit me and through some mutual friends, powerful people, man, I say. And we sat down for lunch in Oakland. He pulled up in the white Range Rover, mm -hmm. Bolo, hopped out like a gangster. Okay. And I think he thought I was on some bullshit. Right. And when I broke it down to him, like, nah, I would never put out a bag that looks like that. Right. But I do have this strain. I showed it to him at lunch, busted out the whole restaurant smell. I said, look, we could do this. Right. And I think it'd be cool because he don't smoke weed, but I was he's, just about to act he's the Hall of Famer. He's the glove. He's the right. man. His yeah, attitude is everything. Yeah, I yes. said, look. I want to put you on a bag like a Wheaties box. I don't want to be the first person to do that shit. And I want to do it legitimately. Can you do that? 
He said, I'm already in the Hall of Fame. They can't take shit from me, baby boy. Let's do it. <laughs> and so out of nowhere, Gabe Payton has the best weed in the market right now. Wow. You know what I mean? But it happened organically. Everyone right, hits right. me to do strains. Let's do this. Let's do a strain. I know you want a strain. I want a platinum record. I don't got one. It is what it is. So, you know, at the end of the day, I just like to do shit with people that comes organic and that's, right. you know what I mean? That's, that's a dope story. Let's make some noise. It's cool, man. That's fucked, bro. That's fucked, dog. That's uh, that's yeah. It's funny, but also fucked up. At the same time, though, we're gonna see because there's more money, legal money there, and so the more legal money that's there, the more. Like, like typically in a lawsuit, if you can prove that the other side significantly affected your income, right? And that can only that can only happen on a legal basis, right? It can only happen from legal money. 